0: beers and banter episode 38 we've got Darren Dasher Island in the house I think we'll talk lots of footy tonight probably a bit of boxing maybe some sports docos let's rip in Asher, welcome to the Sweaty Box.
1: Thanks, Matt. Great to be here, mate. Uh, big fan. Listen to you every week, so, yeah.
0: Appreciate that, mate. You're looking fit. How you been?
1: Good, mate. Really well, thanks. Training pretty hard, actually. I've really enjoyed it. It's uh, a way to get rid of the stresses of the day, so, yeah, yep. no, it's it's been terrific.
0: Good stuff. As Finally some footy back. We've got lots to talk about. The show went a little bit stale there. All I really had was conspiracy theories and... Um, government uh government initiatives so now the footy's back and there's plenty to talk about there's a bit of boxing happening bit of ufc you're not really into the ufc Bart, but
1: no I, I watch it when i get the opportunity i don't don't really go out of my way though
0: they're all having a they're having a bit of a um drama over there with all that all their fighters are basically toes of uh, heels in the sand wanting more money so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out there's plenty for them to throw around. I would have thought. Well, I think like unlike other sports, I think the organisation keeps plenty, and they they don't like the uh, the fighters to get too much money because they, as as they can see, the more money they get, the harder it is to get them back in the ring. But yeah. Footy wise, bit bit going on. Lots. Um, some a world that you're not um foreign to. You know, you played a bit of Sydney footy back in the day, even. You even told me just before we started recording you were a bit of a player manager back in the day. What?
1: Oh, late in my career when I was back up playing at the Queensland Cup, I I managed it. Oh, I wouldn't say managed. I assisted a couple of my teammates with their yep. negotiations. If you yeah, so Real
0: standover um, man?
1: No. I, <laughs> I like to negotiate on an even keel there, mate. But I, I was lucky enough in my career to have a really good manager and, and I lo- tried to pass that on and, and assist guys where I could.
0: Obviously, the big headlines at the moment, uh, one of the player agents that manages, uh, I think nine of the players at the Broncos and the coach has just been Uh, deregistered. From my understanding is, and I don't know heaps about the scenario, but he was also the player manager that had Woods, Tedesco, Moses and Brooks at the Tigers. It's like If you were a Tigers fan, you'd be filthy on the bloke, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, I couldn't see him going to Leichhardt too many times, mate
0: how how do they navigate – how does the NRL navigate this this scenario that they've got where player managers are actually affecting their uh, – got the ability to really manipulate a roster at a team?
1: If you look at the Broncos, I, I think he could probably fill the – one of the player managers could fill a first-grade side at the Broncos and the coach. So how does that – you know, that really affects how they negotiate with that manager to, to move a player on or to bring someone new in, so it's a it's a massive issue for the game, because they're probably the most powerful people in the in, in the game at
0: the moment, and it's just not right. I was thinking, to, sorry, I was thinking today. I think you should either be a coach's manager or a player's manager. I know there's only that that only gives mm. you the opportunity to manage a, a basket yeah. of sixteen people, but mm. I don't. I think it's a conflict of interest to be negotiating with players that are also potentially, oh, we'll you know, we'll it's are. to me that if that was in our industry, we'd be like conflict of interest. I got to step away from this negotiation. Like,
1: yeah, oh, I totally agree. How you facilitate that, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, it's a massive ish, issue with the game. Um, I'm not sure. it's AFL. I don't know if they had the same issue or not. Yeah, but, I don't know. But. Um, it's a concern without a doubt, and if you're if you're a general manager of a football club, it's something that you need to really stay ahead of. And I don't know how the Broncos have let what they've let happen. Because
0: you know. it used yeah. to be
1: more. I think I think there was more. Yeah, well, I think yeah, it was up towards eighteen at one stage. I thought so. Anyway, it's it's and it's very difficult for for people to get into the game now as well. You look at Braith and Asters trying to to jump in there and a bit, but. There's there's a very few managers have got a large majority of the of the senior playing group.
0: Yeah, okay. Real real interesting. What what if for the Tigers? Can you imagine if those four blokes were still at the Tigers?
1: Yeah, oh I know Justin would have a much better time of it, so
0: not the Titans, the Tigers. Oh the Tigers, yeah, sorry. Those four blokes were at the Tigers.
1: Oh mate. Juniors, club juniors. well, one of them's the best player in the game. Yeah. the other's probably the best halfback in the game at the moment. Yeah,
0: um, Woodsy's probably not been in as big a form, but he
1: hasn't. But he he's a he's a solid yeah state of origin front row. I play for Australia, so um, yeah, oh, you'd you'd have to think top four team without a doubt. Yeah,
0: because
1: they they're not that bad a side. They're they're a pretty strong side. They just need a bit more strike.
0: Yeah, it's and and they're going alright, but they've just been sitting at that ninth. Ninth position for, for a few years now, but, yeah, we'll see how they go. To be honest, they're not really my big concern. My, you know, my heart's at the Titans and how they're going to go. We've just picked up Corey Thompson from the Tigers. I don't know a lot about him other than the good the good things I see online is that all the Tigers fans are dirty, that he's coming to the Titans. So, to me, that, that tells me that we're going to get a solid performer and hopefully strengthen that back line. It's been a bit of an issue with Brimson not being able to play this year.
1: Yeah, agree. He, from what I've you know, I've I've seen a bit of him over the years. He's you know what you're going to get. He's very solid. Um, yeah, I, I as long as they haven't paid too much, I'm I'm happy for them to yeah. to have him. And you know he's equally adept at at fullback or at on the wing. So you throw him in there, he's going to do a job for you. And you he's not he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Um, he takes his opportunities. So good signing as long as they haven't paid too in
0: overs. Yeah. Jamal Fogarty's basically grabbing his opportunity with both hands at the moment.
1: Yeah, it'll be very interesting. It, it's always good to see someone come through the Queensland Cup like that, have a great year and then get his opportunity. I hope he can and make the most of it. You know, it's a really tough job to come in in the halves and and put your stamp on it straight away. You know, it probably takes 10 to 15 games for you to come in and, and really um, make the most of it. Justin Holbrook being in the next half would probably, I'd say, help him in that role so did did you
0: play footy with him
1: i did i played a fair bit of footy with justin we were pretty close back in the day so um you know i think he'd be mentoring him pretty closely and and helping him along the way and um yeah hopefully he gets the opportunity to to stamp his authority on that position in the team
0: got any stories for us that our titans fans won't know about the coach something's some old gems
1: i've got plenty but i don't know any that i'd like to share (laughs) um what 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 can we expect? Like people oh, that don't
0: know him, what what kind of guy is he? He's a good
1: guy. He's an honest guy. He's um, very much a, a team man. He'll get he'll get the guys together, yeah. And um, he'll really get them playing for each other. The, the, the thing about that, the old bulldog style is that they they train really hard and it builds that camaraderie. And they'll go out there and they'll fight hard for each other. And I think that's just what a, a supporters. Supporters want to see is that to know every week that the the team that they support is going out and giving their best,
0: and are in the in the fight. Hundred percent, and that's that's something um, I don't think no Titans fans are expecting big things this year other than effort. That's yep. all they want to see, and even you know hopefully next year, the year mm-hmm. after, that we're starting to really build into a top side. But to get bums on seats, it's effort, week yep. in week out. And being in the game right up until the end, yep. I missed the weekend's game actually. That um, I missed the first half, and then when I saw the score, I basically fast forwarded through the first half. Yeah, but I, I did like the second half. There was lots of effort there. Yep. There's probably a few calls, just those little one percenters that maybe that um, completion or um, just finishing off some of the things didn't quite happen. But there was effort there right until the last you know, last couple of minutes, and that's I think that's all we need. When we're going to be locked in a battle, and you know, as much as I know, we've got Suns fans that listen to the pod as well, and I really want them to do well. But my heart really is with Rugby League on the Gold Coast, and we really need the Titans to fire. And you got the Suns. Didn't mm. doesn't doesn't everybody love a winner? What like, oh. all, all I heard about at the start of the week was the Suns.
1: Yeah, it was a shock. Everyone was shocked. I think. Yeah. So, um, oh, outstanding, though. Such a fickle, you know, supporter group. The Gold Coast. So. We need those two teams winning so that people are
0: attending, you know. So and then everyone sinks the boot in. The Titans look like being the first team to get get uh, fans back at the game in Queensland. And I've got a few texts today like, where are they going to find the two thousand people? <laughs> I thought that was a bit. See, that's a good one. I thought that was a bit rude, to be honest, you blokes. But uh, they'll be coming out of the woodwork, mate. Anyone to to go and watch live sport now? You've you've been in and around southeast Queensland for a long time. You've been in around rugby league a long time. Do you think we need another footy team in Southeast Queensland? Oh, yeah, I do. Really? I do. Um
1: I think we need another team in Brisbane. There's a lot of people in Brisbane who don't support the Broncos. Yeah, and, true. And um but that once again that team needs to be successful. They it's a, Broncos have such an unfair advantage against every other team in the competition because they're a one team town in such a big market. Oh. And to bring, you know, I, I know that the crushes didn't work, but there were circumstances around that. You get the right people in that new organisation, I think it can work. And the, prop, the issue is obviously where do you play out of and, and all those sort of things. But I definitely see a, a, a place for it. Sydney's got, what, eight teams? Nine. Nine, I think. And there's one in Brisbane. Doesn't... Even if it's Ipswich. I think Redcliffe.
0: Redcliffe. If I was no. going to do it, it would be oh. Redcliffe because then you start to push north yeah. into the sunny coast. Yeah. Um, my concern is the observation I've made, Broncos, Powerhouse, most successful club as far as premierships per year in, in the competition. Yep. Haven't won a comp since the Titans entered. Is that a coincidence? Not that we've yeah. stolen a lot of talent <laughs> off them, but… no. The storm has probably had a bigger impact on them, to be fair. But yeah. I don't know. Everyone, people that have listened to the show will be rolling their eyes right now because I talk about it every every pod. Grinds my gears when people carry on about the location. Like a team in Brisbane is going to be more successful than a team in the Gold Coast just because of the location. They yeah, might yeah. be members wise. I get that. I get that attendance wise. I don't know. The NRL, that, that, that's the other thing that frustrates me. Whether it's Ipswich or Redcliffe, they're still going to want them to play out of Suncourt. Yeah so you're not really putting a team in the middle of a demographic no. you, or a geography you're putting it they want 26 games at brisbane right. yeah. and you're not going to get 40,000 at 26 games because no. of that 40,000 that turn up to the broncos is those people that don't like the broncos but yeah. they're turning up once a year to see their team yeah. play yeah, I agree. so you're not going to get that you're going to get you're going to get plenty but you're not going to get that and the thing about the gold coast and this is the, the underlying theme of the pod is that it's there is no greater place to be an athlete than on the Gold Coast. We have the best world class yeah. athletes on the Gold Coast, whether they're swimmers, triathletes, motor yeah. motorcyclists, golfers. They all. It, it, that's a perception thing, and it, and it's an expectation thing. The expectation's got to be at the club for performance. So every time someone says, oh, "This will be the death of the Titans," because this, you know. They're not successful on the Gold Coast. I think the model's got to be if you're bringing in a team into the Brisbane, you've got to be com- just as committed to the Gold Coast succeeding from an NRL level. Otherwise, it's for nothing because you get the catchment. And I, uh, I don't know if I spoke about it. With, uh, we had Courtney Atkinson here the other week, and he yep. sort of said, "Yeah, what have we really missed out on on the Gold Coast?" It's like if the t- if the charges had never been kicked out. There was four or five players that were pretty handy that the Broncos missed out on,
1: yeah.
0: And but it was in between the Chargers and the Titans, Cameron Smith, Jonathan Thurston, Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater. You yeah. imagine those guys that oh the top, they, <laughs> the Broncos rejects those four guys four immortals yeah or, or if not immortals, imagine yeah. if they would come to the Titans or the or the Chargers or whoever. Yep. It's a completely different conversation right now.
1: And I don't think... Matt, honestly, there's so many players from Queensland that end up in a a New South Wales club every single year. Yeah. That I don't think it's going to dilute the talent. I I think probably what it would do would enable a lot more local talent to stay local rather than move to Sydney. Um, And that way you would have those homegrown players there and and, um, as long as you put... Some quality, experienced leadership style players in in with them. I think it'll be a positive. You look at when the way the Titans started; those guys that they recruited Bailey and Prince and those yeah. sort of guys. We had Rogers. Rogers. That's that's the model, right? But you need an experienced coach to do that as well. I I, I think
0: you look at that's GW. A this w- second Brisbane team will probably get Bellamy and half a dozen well, of the best players uh, in the comp, and then psh, a, sky's uh, the limit. And I don't have a problem with that.
1: And I don't think that if they put that team in that they would take a focus away from the Gold Coast or
0: mean that the Gold Coast, they wouldn't want that to succeed. Someone that you and I both know, knows a fair bit about footy as well, Milne. Yeah. He said to me one night that there's only four teams at any one time that can win the comp because of the player pool. And I'd, yeah. I reckon he's pretty bang on. There's probably only maybe five this year that could win realistically win the comp.
1: Mate, and the rest
0: I... the rest is not there's too it's too diluted. So yeah. to get that extra team in Brisbane do they have to drop I, I understand that I'm not gonna go into all the arguments mm. of why you can't delete a team, but I think you need to. I think you need to drop a team out of Sydney and Sydney needs to turn into a conference. So worst Sydney team each year drops down mm. and then, then someone comes up. Yeah. So like a new town or a, you know mm. what I mean? Like oh, a North now Sydney now you're, now you're
1: or getting into some
0: I've noticed a lot of North Sydney cardboard cutouts, which I think <laughs> really? they yeah. might have heard this show because I blew up and said, if North Sydney's got that many fans, why aren't they in the stands? Well, they've been doing the cardboard cutouts, so maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah.
1: you going to
0: take that one? Yeah, I, I will take credit for that. But you know what I mean? So, yeah. if you know, you say that, but then it looks like um, one of the best hookers in the game has been sitting behind Cameron Smith for the last couple of years or at least the last 12 months. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Sean O from work. He called it ages ago. He's like, this kid that's too mm. deep at Melbourne, he's the next Queensland hooker. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, never heard of him. Next minute he's getting swapped to the Tigers and he'll probably play Origin this year.
1: Yeah, oh, he's been carving up in, in uh, State Cup for a, for a while. Yeah. In quality, for happened. the Falcons, I think, was it? Yeah, Sunny Coast Falcons, yeah. So, um, oh. I agree with you there but the the problem you've got there and I'll say I will go back when you said there's four or five teams from what I saw on the weekend, I can't see anyone beating the Roosters because that was out of control the first half. What, what, what about past.
0: the general? What about Smithy?
1: My, he can't slow them down. No, the, no matter what tactics. I Just from what I saw in that first half on the weekend. On Monday night against yeah, the Bulldogs. Yeah. It's Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Granted, but they would have rolled over anyone. Hang on,
0: the Roosters put 50 on the Broncos too, didn't they? They scored scored something like 112 consecutive points.
1: Since they've come back after COVID, they've just gone to another level and and it's just uh, they've got strike everywhere on the field and they're just going to be so hard to defend against. And they're the second best defensive team in the comp as well. So
0: I've, I've seen a few things, I'm, so I'm not going to take credit for the idea, but a couple of um, observations is that it. Uh, I think it was Matty Johns was talking about the Roosters on Monday night, about the fact that they've got the ability, they're not stuck in a lane. You know, yeah. for the last couple of years, that everyone's been stuck in their 10-meter yeah. yeah. lane and you're not allowed to deviate. Well, the Roosters are they're, they're allowed to play what's in front of them. And then I saw someone else stipulate today that maybe this is the return of the strike center i think inside it was. center outside center yeah like yeah. you know you're going to see them oh. start to link up and you know speed speed through the middle i i think what we're we're going to see lots of blowouts and i, I we yeah. haven't really seen it since super league i remember super league there was a lot of blowouts and i don't know what the rules were i was a bit young back then but
1: oh well super league should have had less blowouts really because you were kicking it, the ball back to this yeah. yeah but there was there was less evenness around across the comp you know you did really have the top 3 or 4 sides that in that comp No one was beating the Broncos <laughs> No one was beating <laughs> the Broncos Yeah um, But uh, Yeah sure Thanks So what are we What are we drinking tonight We're on the super crisp. super crisp. I'm
0: a So I got I got a request For text today No pale ale Yeah I'm
1: not a pale ale man I, I don't know I'm just old school I'd Yeah Never really
0: I haven't I don't think we've had Great Northerns on the On the pod And I like the bottles So um, I've, I've ordered a home brew kit so I thought, oh, yeah, clear bottles might be the gold yeah. it labels. It'll come off pretty good. So I thought I'd give the Great Northerns a run. That. But, yeah, I'm loving the footy. I, I like the new rules. I like the one ref. Um, I don't know if we've been on the pod since the the Manly Ford pass. I know we're, we're covering old no, ground here, people. Oh. I could not believe the amount of carry on. So, so it's a rule that we can talk about. So yep. the, it's a couple of weeks old now, but it's a rule that bugs me. And and, uh, it was online the other day. Someone said, oh, what's the worst saying? What's your least favourite saying in rugby league? Mine is backwards out of the hands. Mm -hmm. I I hate it. When I was playing footy, the ball either went forward or it didn't. Yeah. And the only exception is when you're flat out and you've got a winger trailing a centre and they're both flat out and he passes it backwards. But due to physics, that ball actually travels forward. I get that scenario. Tommy wasn't flat out. No. He he actually got stopped and the ball carries two meters forward.
1: But that's that's normally, Matt, when that comes into play is when that person gets stopped mm. and they've passed it before they get stopped. So that inertia is still there and that shows up that makes it look yep. forward, right? And yep. and if you but went it did, back if th- th- you does not make this, it look
0: forward it went forward.
1: It did, but it went backwards out of the hands. If you Did it though? If you broke down categorically, every pass, if you broke down every pass. Yeah. In a game of rugby league, you'd be very surprised the percentage that ended up in front of where the ball left the hand.
0: Yeah, so so my beef with that old scenario is I'll, I'll deal with what the technical rules are that backwards out of the hands it's not a forward pass. I was happy the touchy made the call live in front of him that the ball traveled forward. Now it's a lot harder for the touchy live to decide whether that person's hand what direction the person's hands were went, they've made a call and went the ball yeah. traveled forward and I'll go, I can live with that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's I not agree. like it was a backwards, the ball went backwards and they called it forward, or no. it was blatantly forward and they let it play on. The touchy saw a ball travel forward and he called it forward, and no. it's like the world ends and it's like, come on, we've got... Everyone's been begging since we brought two refs in to take it back to one ref. So it's made... The Touchies are actually having to go back... And they're, do something. They've been brought back into the game. Mm. I, I just thought it was ridiculous how much everyone carried on about that.
1: And I agree. But if it hadn't been in the last 10 seconds to win the game... All the Manly and, fans and, and, forgot about
0: the try that was dropped over the line, though. Yeah,
1: but that's what happens, mate. They supporters. supporters.
0: So, yeah... Um,
1: I agree with you. I'm happy. These mistakes are going to be made. And, yeah. it, and it is too contrived to actually bring in a rule where they're going to go back and, and do that on video because it's just going to slow the game down too much. So there has to be – it can't be involved in the video – replay so just play on Well, they're talking about it they're yeah, talking about just, there's all these uh, companies that
0: have approached um yeah approached nrl that said they can prove it but
1: yeah but how long is that going to take and how much is it going to slow and this is the thing we've said what with the new the six again rule how it's quick sped up the game there's the balls in play more often all that sort of stuff if you go and bring that something something like that in it slows it all down again
0: they talk about things changing the fabric of the game the six again rule didn't and neither did the one ref because we had a one ref for 100 years and yep. it was okay. And they've been getting those calls wrong for 100 years and it's yeah. okay. I think if you change it and backwards out of the hands was really brought in and they started measuring people's hands and trajectories, mm. that would change the fabric oh. of the game because next minute there would be bo- – the, the players would work out a way – to, to throw the ball where it went backwards out of their hands and it's travelled two metres forward and hit the winger on the chest in the trice. Yeah. It's gridiron. We're basically at gridiron levels. When well,
1: uh, <laughs> you know, I think the bigger issue is from dummy half, how many forward passes out of dummy half on the ad line are Which is a
0: cardinal sin oh, trying to forward yeah, pass out of dummy half.
1: And and that's what gets me about the touch judges. What are they doing? There should be one touch judge in line with that the for every play of the ball. So they should be calling that.
0: What has suffered, I reckon, is at 10 metres?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Definitely, and because he can't, the referee can't watch everything. There should be a touchy, there's supposed to be a touch judge on the 10 and a
0: touch judge on the ruck.
1: So the touchy on the 10 should be policing that.
0: I would like more eyes in the sky, and people will probably differ with me here, but we've got the ref, they've got a bunker, they're watching the game from every angle. Why can't he go, get him on side, ref? Yeah.
1: They're
0: they're two metres in front of you on your left-hand side. Blow the whistle. They'll be
1: talking to him all game, mate,
0: Surely they are. Anyway, it was something I did. I did like before they brought in the fake crowd noise. I really liked the impacts that you can hear, but also like being able to hear the ref talking yeah. to the players.
1: I'd much rather that than the, the fake noise. I, I hate it. I, just, I, I, I don't know if it brings me back to being a younger man when you're out there, but yeah. I just love to hear the collisions and, and the and the talk and and I think it's great for people to to understand what what happens out there.
0: There was a little again. UFC, the, the commentators had to be careful because they were, like, analysing what the guys were doing and then the p- fighters were actually hearing the commentators oh. go, he should do this, and he's like, hmm, give that a go. <laughs> and then, next minute he wins a fight. Like, you know, that yep. that the same sort of thing with a sport. Like, you really you really hear the hear the damage.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I absolutely loved that when they had that with no sound at all. I thought it was terrific. And, like, that Parramatta game where they were flogging the Broncos... Second half, the parachant went out like a fake parachant. <laughs> well, I want to know who who's
0: deciding when to because bl- yeah. every now and then you hear like a <laughs> 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 well,
1: the gee, the roosters with <laughs> all the tries they scored the other night. The the, the roosters. roosters will keep the fake crowd noise. <laughs> the, the big cockadoodle do.
0: Now Titans cop a lot of shit, but it's the the roosters are, are collecting everybody's cardboard cutouts for when the crowds resume. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, yeah, there's probably more there now than they. They're keeping get. the fake noise. Yeah,
0: hey, uh. What people don't know, the reason I've got you in the for the pod tonight is tomorrow, but probably by the time people listen to this is this this week anyway, is the ten year anniversary of when um you knocked me out. Yes, now, it is. I'll give people the backstory. Uh, my brother from another mother um had been diagnosed with a, with a brain tumor, and I'd just come out of a like a corporate fight night, and I put it out to the industry because I wanted to raise money for him. That I'd fight the highest bidder, sort of knowing that your ego would get you to the table. Oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> and that that everybody, had, a lot of people, that either see to you get knocked out or me. Like there was just there plenty of interest from the industry for it to happen because
1: I, I thought I was saving you from other people in the industry. Surprise.
0: Well, th- there were some blokes that I really didn't want <laughs> to fight. To right. be fair, yeah. but um, yeah. So next minute we're training alongside each other. Um, you're as fit as a fiddle. Mm. I remember going on hill runs around Burley and I was about 300 metres behind you all the time and thinking, shit, what have I got into? And in the sparring though, I thought I handled you okay. Uh, Two weeks out, shoulder gone, which I've just finally had rebuilt after all this time. But yeah, shoulder was a bit soft. So I had no jab. And then, I don't know, we might as well have, should we have a look at it? I'm not sure whether... If
1: if you really want to.
0: I'm going to try and put this into the video for the people at home. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Oh, Where would to go? So basically, what we what we did, we raised money, and the industry decided that it was going to be going to be. Um, we won't get any sound out of this, but so we're dancing around here a little bit. I'll commentate for the people at home. Middle of round two. Yeah. Thing. I think my biggest mistake I made was I actually hit you right before yeah, the bell in round one. Definitely. Yeah.
1: I, I was actually trying to take it easy on you up to that stage. Because no, that was silly of me. Yeah, I actually <laughs> saw stars and I thought, I actually thought to myself, geez, watch out, you could lose this. And yeah. I didn't want that to happen. So I had to do this. All right. Well, here it comes,
0: folks. Yeah. Boom. Do you know what? My wife watched this just before I come out here and she laughed. She goes, you got...
1: Messed up But I will say They are the three Worst jabs Ever thrown inside a ring By that you, me That you led up with
0: yeah. yeah Did you feel guilty About now Well
1: look Look at me I'm I'm blowing up I don't, I'm not blowing up That you knocked out I'm blowing up That I You know I, I hurt a mate And that, that wasn't the aim
0: Has the hate mail stopped It was mostly no, from my family Yeah but. Well I it's all the,
1: the death <laughs> eyes that Archie gave me when I went inside before. So yeah,
0: it was just a baby boy. I, I can't even remember whether he can, he was there that night. We must have got a babysitter. But yeah, so ten years ago that was. Um, so I just thought I'd get you back. You, yeah. You're looking fitter now. To be honest, I'd rather fight you back then.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely fitter now. I only did five weeks leading up to that, whereas um, I think it was a ten week thing they normally do. So
0: I wish I had been as fit for the fight. Because I did one before and my fitness let me down in that one. I wish I was as fit for the first one as I was for the second one because I reckon I, reckon I would have went better.
1: You, you, I went to that first yeah. one and I thought you'd won. Yeah. So. That's, That's why they didn't show it on Channel 9.
0: Yeah. General. That was the general consensus. So I, I did have a few people say to me. Uh, problem was I sat on the second rope <laughs> for the third round and <laughs> had a rest. But, um, yeah, I'd do it all again to be honest. I'd cop that knockout again to uh, – Love the big fella, and we were doing yeah. it for a good cause. And uh, we lost him in 2018, which which sad. was very sad. And we still miss him. But um, big fella, love you. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd do it all again. I'd cop that shot again to, for him. He was a top yeah, t- top legit. lad. Um, yeah. Do you reckon you'd go around again?
1: I still remember. Um, driving home so training was down south it was probably a 40 minute drive home one night i was sparring and and you know what they used to do is they put someone fresh in with you um and i copped a left hook from a big man he's probably six foot four greg, remember
0: greg? butters mm.
1: and he hit me with a left hook <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, c- he could hit he was just decept- deceptive and, and sure.
1: he just rocked me like i just went back and and i remember driving home that night going jeez, I hope I make it. So yeah. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I learnt a lot. Um, I'm no pugilist, that's for sure. But I, I really enjoyed the training and and getting fit again. And, and, it, and
0: it was. I reckon was my good. body, that was the best shape my body's ever been in when we when we were training like that. But my mind was foggy. It, <laughs> it, it, it's not good. I remember Greg hit me in the guts one night, uh, one Saturday morning there, and I basically went straight out through the. <laughs> I was lucky there was a wall there to stop me, like, hitting the floor. Uh, he it, could hit.
1: Yes. And just while we're on, a bit of a shout out to Johnny. He was great and we've lost him as oh, well. Did, so, yes. Um, a great man and he looked after us a lot during that period. Great, so. great motivator
0: too. Uh, I should say that that um, – yeah, I see Johnny, Johnny comes up in my Facebook feed all the time and I'm always thinking of him. Yeah. I should say yeah. that vision – well, it was actually it was you took the video, no, well, or your wife took, wife took the video. Yeah. Uh, but that was fight like a pro. So, Toppy, I don't, I don't know if I think they're still doing it out there. Yeah, they are. Yeah, um, yeah fight like a pro was where, was the uh, the event that we were on there. That
1: no, was great and and great experience. And anyone that's interested in it at all, and they do normally set you up with someone about the same level as you. And uh, well,
0: to be honest, you gave away a fair bit of weight. Yeah. Um but you're one of the most uh, aggressive, competitive bastards I know. Where, where does that come from? Um, oh, It's just,
1: you know, I, I think I grew up um, tough, didn't have much growing up, you know, worked really hard to get everything. Um, where from? Townsville? Townsville. I, I Born in Rockhampton, Grew moved to Townsville. My parents got divorced when I was young, so... Um, and just had to fight for everything and, and just just want to win mate you know (laughs) just um yeah just really are willing to work work hard to to get it i suppose and
0: we we talk about it on the pod a little bit about where does it come from i'm trying to my my mission is to try and find out what makes people tick because i certainly didn't have it i was i was handy at sports but i certainly didn't have that drive to be like Mm. good at sports uh you know there wasn't wasn't many games that i could i could and I could join in and I could pick it up pretty easy and I could go all right. But I never had that killer, yeah, block, that killer drive. And it's something that I'm starting to notice and it's a tough upbringing. There's not many world-class or superstars that come from millionaire or billionaire homes. Now, putting aside uh, maybe Lance Stroll in the F1, his dad's a billionaire. I reckon if his dad wasn't a billionaire, he probably wouldn't be in the F1. Yeah.
1: Well, it's one of those sports where you need the cash to.
0: But you don't, you know, maybe, maybe tennis, maybe a bit of golf. I'm not too sure. You know, you need need, need that money just to get started. Yeah. But the common theme amongst, you know, the super elites is a tough upbringing and having to work really hard to get what you want. And I'm I'm watching I'm watching all the docos at the moment. Yeah. You look at Kelly Slater. Um, they were all from broken homes, all sort of a bit of a rough childhood. Next minute, there's this this group of kids that all grow up on the, you know, hanging out on the north shore of Hawaii. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't. Momentum generation. Check it out. I will do. People are sick of me. I've mentioned that on the pod a couple of times. So tough upbringing. You've got Michael Jordan, you know, had dropped from his high school basketball team, all those sorts of things. They didn't grow up with a lot of money, worked hard. Psychotic probably is probably the other trait that I'm noticing amongst the super (laughs) elites. You know they they're not quite. You know some of the people that have really changed the world, the the human interaction side of them is not great.
1: Yeah, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um,
0: There's no empathy. Th- maybe. Empathy. I that's
1: think. the word. Empathy. They don't really mind if they hurt your feelings because
0: you yeah. need to work as hard as they want. They. Whether working, it's so. whether it's Bill Gates. You know, you used to yeah. just expect people to program all night because Steve what Jobs. else have you got to do? Yeah. Steve Jobs, um, Lance Armstrong. Yeah. Psychotic.
1: Well, we did mention this before the pod, and I've, I've taped it, so don't ruin it all for me, but yep. I'm really looking forward to watching that. So.
0: Controversial view. I don't know if I like him more or less after watching it, because I'd written him off and just said, nah, cheat, done, yep. you're not great to me. Spoiler alert, they're all doing it. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the thing. and and But probably um, what really lets him down is the way he treated people that yeah. said – when it started to all un- unravel and people were starting to go, yeah, I cheated, and so did Lance. He was still like, yeah, no, I didn't. And like suing people that were trying to say that he did it. Um, weird sport. Weird sport about how – like very political. And he probably became so big in that sport and was bringing so much recognition to the sport of cycling that he became too powerful. Yeah, And there's a clip, and it's in the promo, so it's not really a spoiler, but basically – there's a rider that speaks out about him. So in a race, this rider makes a breakaway. So Lance hunts him down. And then when he catches him up, he just does this, to, this zipper across the f- lips to the to the camera on the Tour de France coverage. Wow. It's like, how arrogant is that? Like, shut your mouth. You're
1: wow. nothing. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy. And I, I agree, he was too big for the sport. And I, I will say, I...
0: Because no one watched cycling before Lance no, Armstrong.
1: No, not really. And I ride now, I, and I enjoy it. And but it hurts. And for, for those guys to do what they do is phenomenal. It and, became uh,
0: impossible to keep up if you weren't on drugs. Yeah. Or EPO. So, so what do yeah. you do?
1: You 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 have to go and get a nine to five job. Or I didn't.
0: I never job. really knew what EPO was before last week. I thought it was just EPO. It's just steroids or something, but it's not really steroids. It's it's more generating oxygen in your blood, yeah. which
1: well, oh, there was all sorts of stuff they were doing, weren't they, so. Um, but, but, yeah,
0: check check that one out. Yeah, looking forward <clears throat> But he, he continues the theme of something not quite right about the people that are super elite. The, the one that I have
1: recently heard about, and I didn't know this, was Kobe Bryant. He grew up in a wealthy household. So that wealthy? One, wealthy, yeah. He grew up in France, Paris or
0: something. Oh, really?
1: And then came up, yeah. So he's probably uh, atypical there because mm. – from what I've heard, he was the same mindset of Jordan. Just worked harder than everyone else and wanted it more. So,
0: yeah, he's the trend. But he sort of emulated Jordan. He had Jordan to go. Yeah. that's what I need to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I where, I think the '90s changed sports too. Like, the, I don't know. Just they went from like sport to professional sport was yeah. the '90s. Now, obviously, NFL players and basketballers before that were probably getting played plenty of coin, but. Pre back in the eighties, particularly in the Australian sport, guys definitely would have d- still had a job in the eighties and yeah. probably into the nineties to a degree. But it was that back end of the nineties where they really become professional sports people. More money, more coverage. More, yeah, and no longer being a coke rep or whatever yeah. <laughs> the daytime oh, job was.
1: Yeah, um, all the cricketers with the cigarette reps and that sort of stuff. So yeah, well,
0: that was the other one, the test. If you and haven't I, seen no, the test, no, have spoken
1: about that. I haven't seen that yet, so I need to. That
0: that that was pretty good. Uh, Justin Langer, basically, as as Justin Langer takes over on the um, straight after the scandal, basically. What else have we got? I do have three questions that I ask everyone. Hopefully, you've thought about them as you're driving along in the car, listening to the pod. Yeah, I have. Yeah, it's they're tough. Um I, I realized after I asked Courtney the other week that he's the kind of guy you invite to a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> so he probably doesn't sit yeah. around thinking about virtual yeah. barbecues. He just goes he just
1: yeah. And everyone asks him the questions. Yeah. yeah.
0: But I'm going to I'm going to hit you with a favorite place on earth for a beer. Uh
1: it would be and I haven't been there for a long time would be Elmer Bay on Magnetic Island. Oh yeah. Grew up in Arcadia Surf Life Saving Club and um
0: is it really called surf life-saving in townsville
1: well yeah when the cyclones <laughs> come through you get decent decent swell but yeah. no <laughs> it's more up there it's more about jellyfish wrestling crocs and yeah, straining and star, the jellyfish yeah that's probably it but uh, just to sit there um watch the sun go down and and have a beer was was great i love love that as a as a younger
0: sorry adult to, sorry to all the lifesavers up north that I've just insulted so yeah. too. What are you drinking? What are, what are you drinking? What's favourite beer?
1: Um, I'm probably drinking Great Northern. Great Northern. Super Crisp at the moment. Ab- I'm not a...
0: What about that for marketing?
1: Great Northern
0: no. by a Victorian Beer Company.
1: Yeah, but it's worked.
0: They're killing it. Yeah, they're killing you go north it. and that's, that's all there, there yeah, is. I like there. Sub-
1: gold, you know, for so long I grew up on gold. Yeah. So I moved to Sydney, drank gold, you know. It was just... But... Um, yeah, that's really taken off this cold filtered sort of easier to drink. That's it the goes problem. Right. The problem with it is it's too easy to drink.
0: Yeah. You yeah, know, it, it goes good. I haven't had them for a while. Next one, favourite athlete of all time?
1: I have thought about this a lot and I don't I don't know that I have one. You know, I have sort of one in every sport that yep. I really um, appreciate and, and admire too. Like growing up, Wally Lewis was it for me. Yeah. Um, just loved him uh, outside of that. Someone like um, Michael Johnson. The runner. The 400 metre. Runner, just, just he was different. He just. I
0: used, to, I used to look up to him because yeah. when I was, I used to do a little bit of athletics, mostly at school and stuff, but I could run a 200, a good 200. And I ran, for a little while there, I could run a really good 400. Yeah. And he, I think at that same time, he was, he was just dominating. Yeah, so he was yeah, just phenomenal
1: him. what he could do. So someone like him.
0: Yeah. Um, did he beat, Did he win the one hundred and fifty meter showdown with uh, Donovan Va- Bailey or whoever the hundred meter guy was at the time? Remember they did like yeah, a hybrid. I I, I, I'm not sure to be honest. Uh, um, anyway, fun yeah, fact. Fun, Look it up, yeah. people.
1: Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, outside of that, mate, uh, I admire so many different sports people, but um, um, yeah, no, none in really in particular, mate. To be honest. What?
0: i'll circle back i just thought of something else (coughs) but we'll finish the three big three Right, any four people from history over for a beer and a barbecue who's coming what are you cooking so alive or dead i'll bring them back whatever you want to do
1: another one that I've, i've thought about a lot matt and um i would love more than anything the four people i would have would be my grandfather who passed away yeah he actually passed away while my wife was pregnant with my eldest child and i would just love to have him with my wife and two kids and me that'd be pretty cool he was my idol growing up every, uh, probably from the age of uh, up to 14 or 15 i spent every christmas every school holidays there he was a horse trainer you know yeah. how i love the gg
0: so yeah. we'll come back to that
1: yeah um so just I would, and a lot of me is from him, a lot of my, you know, um, attitude and, and um, I don't know, just morals and all that sort of stuff He was instilled from him and I'd just love them to spend some time with him like I did. So, yep. yeah, that that would be for me. And, you know, I'd, I'd love to have a heap of ex-football mates that I played with come around for a beer as well. But, um, yeah, he's the, he's the one. I'd do anything to have another day with him.
0: I feel that. That's I I like it. Um, I was going to wrap it up, but I've just thought of a couple of things. What are you doing with yourself now? You like I said before, you're looking fitter now than when we fought. You play a bit of tag Yeah, well, when, I, can, when obviously we did, pre-COVID,
1: yeah, I love the tag when I get an opportunity. Yeah, so uh, do a bit of that, bit of T, TRL.
0: Get on. So how does that different from? Is that just touch footy? Touch
1: rugby league, essentially. So, so you can, can you kick, kick. Yeah, you can kick. And so
0: that. So is Touch Footy dead now? Do they not play no. Touch Footy at all? No, so Touch he's still Footy's touch. big.
1: Touch is actually um, – the NRL supports Touch. You would yeah, but that's seen. what I
0: thought Touch Rugby League was that. No. No? No. Oh, They're okay. Completely different.
1: Okay. So, yeah, it's just the problem with Touch and the reason I like OzTag so much is it's just it's for little quick guys that just keep dumping on you and you're going backwards the whole time and – Whereas Oz tag and touch, You've at least got to go
0: back and grab your tag before you play. Yeah, the, and, you play. and
1: it, you play more footy. So I, I see myself as more of just a footy player trying to put people through holes and, mm. and things like that rather than beat them with speed and stuff like you that. You overrun the
0: mark a lot more in Oz tag and you've at least got to backpedal and play the yeah, ball. Yeah, there's a skill to
1: that as well. And and I think in touch they allow it too can,
0: much. I've sort of brought in a bit of a, like if you lose your tag, you can sort of like dump the ball within a metre or something. It just sort of came in just as I'd. Uh, no, stop was, playing. So what they they
1: did change the rule is where the now it's where the tag is taken. Normally it used to be, you know, you just wherever you're tagged, and if you you can just come back and play it sort of where you see it. But it's actually where the tags taken, so you need to come back around. So oh, it slowed it down a little bit more, giving the defender a bit more yeah, okay. time. So that's that's a good thing. And once, it, like I said, it's that skill of being able to stop on the on the point to play the ball to yeah. to go. So. Yeah,
0: right. And And I I do enjoy it. Um, My uh, surgeon, I keep asking him, hey, am I right to uh, play a bit of footy again? The the answer's still no.
1: (laughs) Just don't dive, mate.
0: Yeah, that's the problem. He said, is that you're probably right until you're not. And then, yeah. But they're worried about it coming out again But I'm keen as to play some Oztag again Get back in
1: the gym, strengthen it up mate. That's
0: basically, yeah I've never been a gym guy I don't know if people people probably can't tell that Just natural <laughs> adonis But I've never really been a gym guy I, I like playing Oztag or doing a sport But I've never been the guy to sort of go in And run on the treadmill and lift weights But my physio and the surgeon have both sort of said It's just time to muscle Yeah, it just needs muscle So keep it all in place the horses. I'm glad you brought that up. Yep. So circling back round, this, you, you own one, or you did own one. Oh,
1: my wife will listen to this, so I've got to be careful. I own a few. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> um, yeah. I've got. I've got just the ones you're allowed to talk about. Yeah. So I've got. Um, I've got one that's. A, she's a rising seven year old now. She's won 000, won fifty thousand one eight. So she's goes well.
0: Name No. one. Name. Uh,
1: Benfica Princess. So she's, yeah.
0: So the so the day I was on the punt. Ran last. Then the yeah. next weekend...
1: Won at 50s. Yeah. yeah thanks yeah. for that. Yeah, no didn't, get, didn't get the text. That, that's one of those things. I don't tip her because if I do <laughs> tip her, she loses. So no one wins. So um, yeah, then I, a mate and I, I had another mare and we put her out and we started a bit of a breeding operation and yeah, that gets a little bit expensive. So we're getting rid of the trying desperately to get rid of the mare anyone looking for a a lovely mare she's bred two really good young fillies we're looking to move her on no money involved (laughs) um but we've got we've got a two-year-old and a one-year-old coming through that had both unraced that we're hoping that'll be pretty good as well cool and that's it no more
0: no as in, that's the maximum we're at well, to own at any I, one I, time. The, or? the
1: plan for me would be one, possibly two. So, the the mayor we were going to sell her this year, but COVID came in and she's winning, so she's paying for herself. So, we kept her going for one more year, yeah. But two max, I think it just becomes a little bit too expensive.
0: And, and what's what is the big appeal? Like, it is obviously expensive, and I'm not gonna, I don't know the stats, so I'm just gonna make them up. But there's a shit ten of people mm-hmm. out there that you know back or own a racehorse and it. It just becomes a, a money money pit. Oh, without a doubt. But what what is the big appeal? Is it is it the excitement or is it just the buzz or the fun? Like surely you've got to go into it knowing that potentially there's no money in it and it yeah. and it's just a hobby. But obviously for pace, off it's, it's yeah.
1: The just the thrill of when they win is and so uh, Ben Faker, she won at Eagle Farm on a Saturday at fifties right and she won by dead said it was you know not much and that's how she normally wins so it just the thrill and the excitement and just like you've got all your family around and your mates and and you know a couple of my mates that are in it as well and just the excitement you get from that is just out of this world it's just amazing um nothing can beat but like I'm talking origin thrill, and then you turn up to work Monday in the
0: same gear you're working Saturday afternoon.
1: (laughs) uh, Family man these days, mate. mate, Back maybe when I was a younger man, but no. um, You go out to dinner and you enjoy the night and talk about it and you replay the race a thousand times and yeah, yeah. And when I was living down here, you know, we'd go to the track on a Saturday morning and. You'd watch your work, and and, you, and then you also meet the other trainers and get the inside word, yeah. on a few other things that might be winning it's that day. To get so tipped up, all right? Yeah, yeah. It's not what you know, so um,
0: which jockey's birthday it is? <laughs> that's
1: right. No, so. that's 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 a
0: oh, that's a joke, people. I'm not insinuating that that
1: happens at all. No, but it's great, and it's and they're all good people, really good people, horse people. And like I said, I grew up with it. My grandfather was a horse trainer, and I it's spe- something we have
0: in common. Really. Yeah, dad. Dad. uh, Dad used to ride track work. You know my dad. I do. He's a big man. Six foot three, six foot four. Used to ride track work as a young fella. Uh, My poppy used to own race horses. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's cool. I actually, uh, fun fact. I actually his his mother's
0: name was Ireland.
1: Really? We could be
0: related. Oh no. Yeah, there's a chance.
1: (laughs) As I was saying, I actually well, I used when I was a young fella, I'd I'd warm the horses up before they go and do track work. Yeah. I actually used to – my grandfather had a horse that ran in the Melbourne Cup after after he ran run in the Melbourne Cup, and he actually come third in uh, AJ – no, Victoria Derby, so. Yeah, nice. Mm. So, yeah.
0: Well, on that note, um, oh, I want to mention, we've got a social giveaway going on at the moment, people. Check out our uh, social media feeds. Uh, I've got uh, some Grip Star socks. We've got a St. Lane um, Saint Lane jumper, uh, beers and banner hat, and we've got um, some videos from Johnny at my lure box. So all guys that have been on the pod, so get onto our socials and and find that competition and get amongst it. Dasha, I've got a pair of grip stars for you. Awesome, uh, they will be great Something if you're not for you playing Oz Tag or I got you the grey ones. Apparently the grey ones are for golf. The really? okay. n- Nice kit for golf. Siphon. Cycling, yeah. um, so so basically the design, so your, your foot doesn't slip in your shoe at all. Oh, cool. Cycling, golf, uh, OzTag, whatever you're doing, yeah. I'm sure you'll get use out of them. There's a six pack of uh, Great Northerns there for you, mate. Can't go wrong. I really appreciate you coming on, people. uh You know what to do. Uh, really appreciate all your support. Like us, follow us, share, subscribe, do all those things. It really helps me out. It makes me feel good. At Beers and Banter. Uh, thanks for listening and cheers for joining us. That's Cheers. Thanks, Matty. See you next week.